This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and joining me in the studio today are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar. We also have the TSO's music director, Elaine Trudell, and we have a very special guest on the phone. That would be... Wait for it now. That's me, that's me. (laughs) that is aj lambert welcome aj thank you so much so happy to be here what were you saying while i was playing your fanfare i heard you i heard you exclaim a couple of things do i need to pull out the no yes that's exactly what i said (laughs) very nice well, AJ is coming to the Paris style. You are performing with the Toledo Symphony. AJ Lambert is, if you don't know by now, she's the daughter of Nancy Sinatra and the granddaughter of Frank Sinatra. And this concert that's happening at the Paris style is called Only the Lonely, a tribute to Frank Sinatra. You're going to be recreating that classic album of your grandfather's. Uh, this is happening Saturday evening, February 26th, 8 o'clock p.m., you can find more information at ToledoSymphony.com or just call up the box office, 419-246-8000. So, AJ, what I usually do is ask people to tell their story, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've talked about your childhood and your formative years many, 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 many times. But I wonder if you could just go back to when you bloomed as a singer of uh, this particular program and other programs that you've done when you decided to to pick up the mic and go in front of an audience and let me let me pull up some music for you (laughs) Um, it's never what i expect like that sounds a little more like get smart or something right (laughs) just pretend you're agent 99 yeah, okay. Agent 99, take it away. That would be you, AJ. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. So I, you know, I've been I've been doing music for for a long time. I'm I'm 47 and I for a while was you know, a bass player in other people's bands. I don't come actually from a uh, a pop sort of background. Um, I come from more of a rock and roll and indie kind of background. So I started playing as a, as a bass player, um, an occasional singer. Uh, and then I guess about six years ago, uh, I decided that after I had had my child and I had taken some time away from music for a while, I, uh, I decided I'd like to get back into it. And uh, the way I decided to do that was I found somebody who was a great pianist and I basically put together a show of cabaret type of things Mm. with a focus on just good songs. Uh, It didn't really matter what they came from. It was, you know, everything from, uh, you know, a David Bowie song to a a Cole Porter song to a, you know, could have been really anything as long as they worked as a solo piano and and vocal uh, arrangement. Mm -hmm. So 
I started doing that at a local place out here pretty much every month. Um, and it was it went really well. It was it was kind of loosely based on a radio show that I used to have on Sirius, which was a similar idea, basically uh, how I could draw parallels between classic kind of Frank songs that I liked and uh, more modern music that I liked. So it was kind of a continuation of that idea. Um, and then uh, my uncle passed away. My uncle Frank Sinatra Jr. passed away. And, you know, there was talk of, he, he would have been about to embark on a uh, sort of, um, almost like a greatest hits tribute uh, kind of show tour uh, about, you know, uh, my grandfather's music. And they said, you know, what about you doing it? Because no one else is going to be doing this music anymore. And I said, you know, that doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> like, I, I, I wouldn't uh, sing, you know, my way very well. And I wouldn't <laughs> sing, like, mm. New York, New York. Like, it just doesn't go with my style and being a small lady. And it just doesn't make sense. And it seemed kind of cynical to me to sort of trot that out. So uh, I decided that I would love to sort of carry it on, but in a way that made sense for me as a singer and as a person. So I gravitated towards the sort of porch songy albums, mm -hmm. uh, and I started doing them as an entire album show, uh, beginning with uh, In the Week Small Hours. So I did that one sort of start to finish with a pianist, and then I started doing Only the Lonely start to finish it with a pianist only. So that's sort of where I got up to, uh, where I, I, I've still been doing my own music uh, on my own with different bands and stuff that is not sort of standards and pops at all. Uh, and But at the same time, I continue to do these shows. Um, and then all, all of a sudden, out of the blue, I get a call or an email from the Toledo Symphony <laughs> asking me if I want to do it with an orchestra and the original arrangements. I was like, mm -hmm, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that's where we are. Yeah, that's how it goes. Nice. Yeah, I'll give you a little cheer. Following me around everywhere I went. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach here is uh, an aficionado of, of Frank Sinatra, and I'm sure that he has followed your career somewhat as well. Uh, Zach, let's hear your side of the story as far as bringing AJ to uh, Toledo. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I mean, I've, I've been a Sinatra fan since I was a little baby. Uh, AJ, I'm a couple of years younger than you, but my parents raised me to appreciate uh, your grandfather's music uh, with great sincerity. So, um I was talking to a colleague of mine uh, who was part of our team a couple years ago, and we were. I, I was telling a funny story. Uh, I got my name from a John Denver song, uh, which oh, is a, a Baby Just Like You, which he sings Merry Christmas, Little Zachary. And your grandfather, or maybe you had to call him your grand chairman or something like that. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. That, okay, first buzz of the day goes to Zach. 
But he 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 recorded a, a cover of that song, and he referred to "Merry Christmas, Little Angela." And and I don't know if that's you, but that was the that's me. that is you, okay. And uh, I, I said to my colleague, "Who who is Angela?" And his hypothesis was that it was you. And he said, "Me." Uh, in fact, you know, she she's singing some Sinatra uh, torch songs. And I said. Really, and that's how this whole concept started. So, uh, we're just really excited about it, and um, I, I think you've chosen a great, great uh, album. Uh, Only the Lonely is one of my favorites. You know, you think about the set list on that album, and it really is a, 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 a tour of the great uh, torch songs or saloon songs, whatever it, you want to call them. It, it, it's a real, it's a real knee slapper of a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, we small hours. You could say the same thing. You have uh, yes, beautiful yes. songs. Uh, I always you know, would go to Frank's uh, music if I was having a, a great point in my life. There were certain albums I would turn to if I was going through a breakup. I would go to other albums, and uh, unfortunately, there's a there's a lot a lot of depth here. Uh, you know, AJ, you have talked about um, the interpretation of song as being like the something you share in common with your grandfather. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that and about your selection of these particular concept albums that you've recreated in these concerts. Um, well, yeah, so... I think that I think that it boils down to for me I if you know if I can make it as basic as possible if I feel like I can sing it and I can bring something of myself to it then I I I go for that you know like I was saying I don't I don't do anything like uh, like Chicago or yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff because it doesn't appeal to me, and I don't like it very much, and it, mm -hmm. and it, it so that makes it not fun to sing. Mm -hmm. So, um, pretty much anything um, that I feel like I can lend something uh, meaningful to would be the things that I that I would do. I've taken the time to watch some of your videos and your like video recreations, music videos. Those are fascinating. I have to say. I mean, my 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 music videos that I directed or performance videos. Well, I guess they're they're music videos because they're they're wild and interesting and kind of psychologically <laughs> challenging. <laughs> All of the yeah, above. I, yeah, I, I love uh, making music videos as well. Um, I direct pretty much all my own music videos. I've done. Uh, a couple that that were done with other directors, but only two of them. Uh, one of which was uh, this amazing horror movie director named Lucky McKee, who I went to film school with. Uh, and he directed the video for um, "I Got It Bad and That Ain't Good," mm -hmm. uh, which I'm really really proud of. Yeah. Uh, well, I do have a Frank Sinatra quiz. I hope that's okay. It, it's a 101 <laughs> quiz, so these are all okay. easy questions. These are now, AJ. I may ask you to, you know, give the others a chance first. We'll see how I'm, they do. I'm, I'm worried about me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull up uh, some music here. Okay. Question number one. What year was Frank Sinatra born? Was it 1915, 1921, or 1912? All right, so I'm going to give them a chance first. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So basically, AJ, you can just sit there and say correct or not correct. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Frank Sinatra was born in New Jersey. We know that. But what city was he born in? Was it Hackensack, Atlantic City, or Hoboken? A, B, or C? A, B, C. Hoboken. Yeah. <laughs> is that correct, AJ? Yes, that is correct. Okay. <laughs> Which of the following was not a nickname for Frank Sinatra? Was it the Hoboken Fog? Was it Swoonatra? Or was it The Voice? A, B, or C? Gosh, I, I want to say A. And I want to... Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> AJ, I told you he reserves that button just for me. <laughs> yes. I mean, it doesn't say buzzer on it. It says Zach, actually, on, it, on the front. But, okay. Great. Thank you. Who was Frank Sinatra named after? Was it his grandfather, his godfather, or Benjamin Franklin? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea the answer to this one. Well, take a guess. A, B, or C. Let's say B. Yeah. His godfather. Alain, you're on the you're on the board. I'm on the board. <laughs> yes. I'm not the chairman, but I'm on the board. It was, it was uh, Frank Garrick, who was a good friend of uh, Frank Sinatra's father, Marty Sinatra. Of course. Okay. Of course. <laughs> now, here's an extra credit. What cartoon was partly inspired by Frank Sinatra? Was it Scooby-Doo? Was it Speed Buggy? Or was it Captain Caveman? A, B, or C? <laughs> <laughs> AJ, I'm going to pass this one to you. <laughs> I, I, I actually, wait, what are the choices? <laughs> Scooby-Doo, uh-huh. Speed Buggy, or Captain Caveman? Who's Speed Buggy? I don't know. I've, Speed Buggy. Speed That buggy. was a cartoon. Speed Buggy? Yeah. yeah. Is it about a, a singer? <laughs> no. It, it's about a speed buggy. <laughs> like a race car. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's not it. That's we can eliminate it. that right now. <laughs> well, so I know the other two. Scooby-Doo or Captain Caveman? Caveman, whoever that is. Yeah, yeah it's not Captain Caveman. <laughs> Scooby-Doo? Scooby-Doo. And the point is, he didn't inspire the cartoon as much as he inspired the name of the dog because he would say Scooby-Dooby-Doo. And the producer of the show had that in his head when he was trying to come up with a name for the dog, and he thought, Scooby-Doo. And it's even in the song, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, AJ, it's great. You learned something from my quiz. I feel so good about that. (laughs) That's usually the only thing I get to do, yeah. (laughs) Yes. And Oh, and Zach won the quiz, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) I thought it was Merwin. Yeah, Merwin. Merwin, Merwin, who is not here, usually (laughs) wins the quiz. Sometimes he wins when he's not here, but not today. So we're talking with A.J. Lambert, who is the uh, granddaughter of Frank Sinatra. She's coming to the Peristyle Saturday evening, February 26th at 8 o'clock p.m. for a concert entitled Only the Lonely, a tribute to Frank Sinatra. More information at ToledoSymphony.com or 419-246-8000. I just wanted to add one real quick thing about that. The, yeah. uh, the title of the show uh, is maybe a little bit misleading. Um, it, is, it is, just so everybody is aware, it's, it's the album. That's like, right. In its entirety. Yeah. So we get to do it with the original Nelson Riddle arrangements which were very generously provided to us by Seth MacFarlane, who owns them now. Yeah. And, yeah, that's interesting. 
and we're going to add a special sort of bonus song to it as well. Yeah. Do you, do you guys know nice. about that? <laughs> Elaine, you know about the bonus song? Well, I I not a liberty to uh, to disclose this. <laughs> right now. You can either confirm yeah. or deny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna work. I have my finger <laughs> my finger on this button just in case. <laughs> well, I I have something to say. Okay, Elaine uh, is going to speak. Yeah. Elaine is with us. <laughs> Hello, AJ. Yay. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, what's interesting because this is very uh, all very personal perspective songs like this, you know. And I'm taking an example, uh, for example, about what's new. Okay, mm. if you take the interpretation of, you know, a man's version of it from yeah. a certain period of time at the end of the '50s, mm. and a woman's interpretation of it, or just uh, the, you know, you can go like uh, Sinatra. Yes, you can go Helen Merrill. You can. It's a. Uh, there's a perspective that uh, everybody brings to, especially this album, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh, yeah. loss around this album, right? Mm -hmm. There's Very a lot much. of heart uh, brokens around this album and lost, uh, and um, for me, like when you when you sing this album, I mean, the the tunes on this album, I mean, I, I it's very personal. I'm just wondering what goes through you, what the you know what's I, I not details. It's for you to 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 keep, but uh, I mean, you know, per per song, it's pretty different. As you know, they're they're yeah. definitely all very very emotional. Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, a lot of the, a lot of the reason that it does resonate with me is because of loss. I've had, you mm. know, my share and, mm. you know, but I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the sort of, I don't know, chops and maturity, I guess, to sing yeah. any of that stuff mm -hmm. yeah. until pretty recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, those, those, the, between the lyrics, I mean, obviously, but but also a lot of that melody in those songs, for me, really kind of brings out what they mean to me, mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. because you know, it's 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 just a perfect marriage of 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 both of those things trying to to elicit you know a feeling out of a singer and it's not that difficult honestly when you've got such beautiful music and also the lyrics i mean yeah. i do have my moments where i definitely feel like i'm responsible in a way for making sure that it's cared for properly mm -hmm. and i'll explain that but you know a lot of people uh, assume that they're going to see kind of a Frank Sinatra tribute act, and it, unfortunately or not, it's not no, uh, quite that. I, I think um, it's fortunate, actually. I mean, he was he was of yeah, course iconic. Yeah, okay. No, no, I, 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 of course he was iconic, but you know, he was also a man in the fifties. And uh, exactly. there's some songs in there. Yeah. I mean, no, but you know, like when you sing "Goodbye," when you sing. I come back to what's new and willow weep for me that like my mother was a cabaret singer and a jazz singer so mm. she would sing um she, she would sing a lot of this stuff for me when i was a kid and i i always thought like because uh, i listened to the album uh, the album a lot that the uh -huh. arrange the arrangements they talk a lot it's like uh the arrangement are like a character in the song you know and you can't decide you can decide how detached or not detached you're going to be from the text that you're saying right 
I That's see him. Exactly right. yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, it hurts so much inside, I won't show it to you outside. That's what mm -hmm. I hear when he sings it, you know? That's, that's exactly right. And for me, it's almost the opposite. Yeah, no, no, yeah. but it's, a, yeah, well, that, that's why an interpretation, like, uh, you know, there's different, that's why I'm excited to hear your interpretations of it, because we're in another yeah. era. Those arrangements are timeless, but, you know, we live in another time, and it's okay to express a little bit more how we feel, you know? Yeah, because what, what's amazing about it is, like, you can take someone as, who's such a strong character mm -hmm. as... Frank Sinatra and like assume that that's the reading of the song, right? Yeah. But 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 then you can have someone like me who reads it quite differently. At least some of it. Some of it I I, I do read kind of similarly. Mm. Uh, but but a lot of it, yeah, is definitely from the perspective of a forty-seven-year-old woman for sure. And I think um, that's amazing. That's yeah. that's exactly. For me, what excites me about this project, of course, it's iconic is the songs that he did and all that. But you know, it's it's like in the classics. You know, when they the the classical like the symphonies. I mean, when you play Beethoven symphony, is it different? You know, when you're in the 21st century performing it, uh, than if you're performing performing them in 1950 or 19 or 18, whatever. We yeah. weren't there, but you know, it's uh, the the material lives, the works live, and those arrangements underline they underline the 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 story, but the the person who the protagonist who tells the story, that's what really interests me, and I, that's why I'm really excited about doing this with you. Yeah, Excellent. me too. I'm yeah. very excited about that part of it, and having you know, and having a having a a, a group of musicians mm -hmm. and a conductor who can bring those things out of the material is so exciting to me, uh, because these things. Well, first of all, they they hardly ever get played. Yeah, true. You know these. These arrangements, particularly, are just are pretty rare to hear outside of the record. Mm. So uh, I'm 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 so so excited <laughs> about that part of it. And I'm just you know it's it's exciting that you know the songs are written in such a way that this is even possible. You know mm -hmm. that someone so many years later and not a man in the fifties you know can can <laughs> use without them being you know anything other than earnest and honest you yeah. know it's incredible it really is that it just it's, it's just all a tribute to the songwriting yeah. um which is what i you know was hoping to do originally with my other show where i was interpreting all kinds of different music you know it, as long as it's well written that you can get across something you know if you're a 47-year-old woman or you're David Bowie, like, if you can communicate that, then the song, to me, that means the song is, is, is great. Yeah. So uh, this is very exciting to me. It, it sounds like you're doing the dishes or something over there. <laughs> I mean. I'm so sorry. You've got to understand I'm I'm a mom trying to get uh, the kids to school on top of all of this. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I, I completely feel that. Um so AJ, I, I I love what you were just saying because I I think what you've what you've communicated, you and Elaine just did a wonderful job um, articulating this. Is that something from 1958 can feel so modern? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have a lot of things that that can do that. Uh, but music right. has this great lens that constantly is refreshed. And 40 years from now, we might be 
doing a tribute to David Bowie and saying, mm-hmm. wow, this thing from the 1970s sounds so modern, right? But, but God, you know... God, I hope so. Yeah, right? We should be so lucky. <laughs> will, you right? call me, will you call me when you do that? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we, this is the definition of a classic. Yeah. You know, yeah, when you said this exactly. is a classic, what we just said is that, you know, if, if you ever wonder, you're listening at home, you're going like... You know, when we say, oh, this is a classic, you know, yeah. it's not because the person is well known. It's not, it's because it, it, it doesn't age, it ages well. It, yeah. it just keeps getting better as you listen to it. It really does. That's, that's right. And, and, you know, these songs to me, as compared to things like Chicago or yeah. those kinds of songs, those ring a ding ding kind yeah. of things, <laughs> those, those are very uh, untimeless. To me. As opposed to the Scooby Doo things. I'm having a really interesting thing where my daughter is, is finding movies mm. of his that are just so, <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> She's there in the room with you. Be careful. <laughs> Seriously, like the, there's so much of it that is that is not me yeah, at all. No. Like. Um, and and yet there's the, these very specific things are very much me, and yeah. they and they also are a way for me to feel connected mm-hmm. to him because that's the that's the person who I relate to the most is the one who is you know having trouble being a person you know that's 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 someone who i really relate to i don't relate to the swagger i don't relate to the the overconfidence and all that kind of stuff it doesn't that doesn't uh, relate to me at all. That was a dangerous album for him because you almost could. Uh, there's a crack you could see inside, you know. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But that, but that to me brings me back to you know the super early things, which mm-hmm. is my absolute favorite music of his. Mm-hmm. Is like when he's really, really young and just yeah. starting out, where it's like it's a pure, you know, beautiful. Yeah. Sorry, Pied Pipers and the pure, uh... pure, beautiful tone. That yeah. hasn't found its like yeah. supreme swagger and confidence yeah. yet, and to me, I, that's more interesting. To me. Mm-hmm. I, I think what you were talking about a little bit earlier is what I was sensing in watching those music videos of yours, because it's familiar music, but you make it so unique and, and personal, you know, to you. That it and it's so successful as well. The way you're able to mold your own emotions and life mm-hmm. experience onto this music, um, it, it's really, really uh, quite admirable. I think. Thank you. you know, Thank we, you. We should that let everybody know. Yeah. Yeah. AJ, I would love to go back to the arrangements because uh, you know I, I remember becoming fascinated as a as a probably the only kid in my third grade class who knew who Nelson Riddle and Gordon Jenkins were <laughs> but um the um yeah we, we, I remember the day that the uh, the scores arrived uh, the parts arrived in our library uh, our librarian told me and I went downstairs and you know just looking through these every single one has Nelson Riddle's name in the bottom and they're all handwritten um, yep. You know, it's absolutely music from another time. Now they'd all be in yep. a computer printout, and you know, very different. But um, tell me a little bit about why the these arrangements are meaningful to you, because that's one of one of the most exciting things about this concert is that we're we're, we're putting you and the arrangements together. That's that's exactly it. I mean, I I grew up with 
these not not these songs because he didn't perform a lot of these that often except yeah. for of course one for my baby yeah uh that one obviously he played all the time but uh a lot of these other ones he didn't he didn't do that often so i but but at the same time i was always brought up to be reverent you know of Nelson Riddle and the arrangements and how how we we just in my family they've always been almost like sacred texts yeah. because they're they're so unique and they make they make the whole experience what it is you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like the the listening to that record all all the records that have his arrangements are so 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 imprinted with the time and the person and the relationship and just um it's very it's it's like i said it's almost like a like a like a sacred feeling for for me and my family yeah uh for example like when we uh sorry, <laughs> when we you can just cut that out when we uh when <laughs> we embarked, what's for breakfast um, <laughs> when we embarked on getting you know these these things together it it's very when my uncle used to perform them they had to send them with like its own security guard oh, wow. type of thing yeah when they when they used to sort of let them out of their sight it yeah. was a very 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 big deal yeah. like someone had to be with them all the time uh the actual paper itself yeah. you know um uh. You know, it's a little bit different now because I think they've—I'm assuming they've copied them. Uh, yeah, they, they are not and, the originals, uh, so no, no, <laughs> no bouncer needs to come to the Toledo <laughs> Symphony Library, right? Have an armed guard standing <laughs> yeah, outside the door. Assuming, yeah, I, I would assume he wouldn't—he wouldn't do that. But uh, you know, it's—it's it's very, very, very meaningful for me yeah. because it's almost like I'm getting—it's—it's it's just a privilege, really. I mean. I've been singing them for a very long time now, for many years, but it's just it's just a whole different thing when it's it's uh it's sort of steeped in the meaning that goes with the relationship that those two men had and then my relationship to the one man and it's yeah. just it's really it's really moving for me. It really is. I'm I'm quite uh I'm not nervous about it because I love performing, but I am quite uh, humbled by it because it's very uh, moving for me. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Bring in some applause for that. A.J. Lambert talking about her appearance with the Toledo Symphony. It's happening Saturday evening, February 26th, 8 o'clock p.m., She'll be recreating the classic album Only the Lonely in tribute to her grandfather, Frank Sinatra. More information at ToledoSymphony.com or 419-246-8000. Can I go back to something that I think is really fascinating? What does Seth MacFarlane have to do with this? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's the Scooby-Doo thing? I don't know. One more beeping here. Hang on one second. (laughs) I wish I had a little microwave oven sound effect on here. We will now. Yeah. And and, and while, while while you're working the microwave, I'll, I'll simply say for those who don't know, Seth MacFarlane, uh, you know, he's a, a producer of TV shows, known for creating The Family Guy. He's hosted awards shows. Uh, also, 
right. is a pretty notable crooner. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a big band yeah. enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard him sing in Carnegie Hall with like a 70-piece orchestra, and uh, they recreated Family Guy on the stage with all the actors. But uh, oh, he was wow. great. Yeah. Really? It's well, the, the most people I've seen at Carnegie Hall ever. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, mop, mop. Yeah. He, he, um, he was pretty good friends with my uncle, uh, Frank Sinatra Jr., um, because he had been on Family Guy several times. Ah. He was on the show as himself, like, I want to say at least twice. Uh, so they, they were sort of friends, and uh, he, you know, decided that he had the money to spend on those things, so that's what happened. So he, yeah. and, and I think also, I think also we knew that that was someone who was going to be reverent about it and take care of it and, you know, not sort of exploit it. You know mm. what I mean? Because he's yeah. such a, he's, like you said, he's such a, 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 a fan in a, in a very deep way that I think everybody was kind of like, yeah, this makes sense. This is someone who's going to be a good sort of steward of mm. this kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, and he's gonna and he's gonna get enjoyment out of it. That's the, that's the other thing that's super important is that he actually uses them. You know, yeah. Uh, he 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 plays with them, and he's like, I heard that he might be making a record with some of them. So Interesting. I think we're really just in a good position with him being sort of a caretaker of that stuff. You should invite him to the concert. We'll give him a couple tickets. He can be incognito. We'll call him Bob Jones, and uh, he can see how to do this. Yeah, right. Because I'm sure he has no idea. Our styles are quite different. Um, But uh, he's he's, he's very, he's very, very, he's he's got, um, he's got, such amazing uh, respect mm-hmm. and reverence for what these things are, and I just, I just think he's great. So, yeah. so he purchased the arrangements, uh, like the the original manuscripts, yeah. Yes, that's amazing. And they were, <clears throat> yeah, and there, there's a lot of them. I mean, yeah. it's not just this record. Yeah, it's it's everything. Wow. And, and going back to the swagger and the the you know man in the 1950s, you know he he could. Um, you know, he he could be the one to to do Chicago or <laughs> the Ring a Ding Ding songs, right? Absolutely, um, he's really, he's that guy. Yeah, but sure. I but I do have to compliment you, AJ, on knowing that that's that's not what you want to do. And uh, I, oh, I, I mean, I just I picture it, and it would just be the most ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when, now I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, well, no. <laughs> When you see me and you hear me, you'll know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, I want to hear you sing my way. You know, that's, are you going to ask for encores no, at you, the concert? You're, you're, you're asking if she would sing like you when you say my way, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know yeah, about okay, that. Right. But, yeah. oh, I need to study up on that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending some time on this. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate this very much. I'm uh, glad... Uh, I'm so excited. And and I know how much you've been probably planning to make your Toledo debut, so we're just happy that you're doing it with us. Yeah, I'm so excited. Very excited.
Let me finish up here with uh, the second half of my quiz. Oh, there's actually, more. Yeah, but, but wait, there's more. It's getting to the denouement. Okay. <laughs> I do have a few more questions here in my Frank Sinatra quiz, which, uh, again, AJ, you are sequestered from answering. <laughs> um, Got it. Let me pull up just a little music. Okay. What was Frank Sinatra's mother's nickname? Was it Mama? Was it Dolly? Or was it Nat Nat? A, B, or C? Pass. <laughs> uh, B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twice. Of course. Of course. All right, AJ, this is where you say you are correct. You are, you are correct. Okay, it was Dolly. Yeah. Her real name was Natalie. Of course. That's how I came up with Nat Nat, which yeah. is a terrible nickname. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> so what was the last album that Sinatra actually recorded himself? Was it Old Blue Eyes is Back? Was it Duets 2? Or was it Sinatra at the Sands? Duets 2. A, B, or C. Yeah. Yep, that got it. Duets 2, 1994 came out. 94. Old Blue Eyes is Back with 73. Yeah, that's a great Sinatra album. at the Sands with 66. Old Blue Eyes is Back has this song about there used to be a ballpark. Uh, it's a nobody knows this song. AJ probably is the only one who knows this I, song. I know this song. It's a, but it's one of my favorites, and um, you know, it's it's not the greatest hit on that album, but it's one of the most sincere ones on that album. Is that your final I answer? I met the writer of that. Song. Oh, you did! <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Well, that's a conversation we'll have off here. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. How old was Frank Sinatra when he passed? Was he seventy-nine? Was he ninety? Or was he eighty-two? Eighty-two. Or two. Yeah. Eighty-two. You guys all know that. Yay! Died in 1998. Are we, are we applauding that? No, I'm applauding you guys. Okay, so I'm applauding make sure that. it doesn't feel very right. Here, let me find something appropriate. <laughs> That's the okay. Dr. Evil theme. Okay, this isn't working. <laughs> no, no, I can't use that anymore after you said that. Maybe okay. she could be the mini-me. <laughs> well, what was the last movie Frank Sinatra appeared in? Was it Smokey and the Bandit 2? Was it Cannonball Run 2? Was it Airplane 2, the sequel? We should, or was we should it ask, Austin Powers? No. We should ask uh, AJ's daughter, yeah? yeah. I would have loved I would have loved it if he was in Airplane 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was it Cannonball Run 2? <laughs> or Smokey and the Bandit 2? Uh, Smokey 2. Yeah. No, that's wrong. No, darn it. It's a coin flip. Cannonball Run 2. <laughs> All right, I'm giving that to Merwin. I, I was just Even about though he's to not say. here. You were just about to say. <laughs> okay, Conductors Cannonball Run 2. always right, yeah. In 1984. All right, in which of these films did Frank Sinatra <laughs> not appear as himself in a cameo role? Was it Pepe? which is a movie that starred Cantiflas, or was it That's Entertainment, or was it Who Framed Roger Rabbit, A, B, or C? <laughs> which, which did he not appear in cameo as himself? Is this an all-of-the-above sort of thing? No. Uh, nope. Did he not appear? I don't understand. Like, yeah, he, it's he like... Dead, but he wasn't himself? He, he yeah. Was, but he wasn't... Oh, in, okay. In yeah. two of these films, he appeared as a version of himself. In one right. film, he did not appear as a version of himself. And that's the one we're looking for. Okay. okay. A. So, Pepe, that's entertainment, or who, who Framed Roger Rabbit? You say A. Yeah, I'm saying A. That is wrong. Um, I guess that's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> yes. Oh, 
Yeah. I don't remember. I, I, yeah, I'm on this as well. I have to go watch the movie. <laughs> he, he played the singing sword. He was in that movie. Oh, his voice was. That's oh. right. The oh, singing yeah, sure, sure. sword. Okay. Well done. Okay. Yeah. Okay, extra credit question. Yeah, it was an animated role, I just want to point out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Another cartoon inspired by the late great. Yes. I don't want to say chairman of the board because he evidently hated that nickname. Is yeah. that true, AJ, that he didn't like to be called that? All I know is I hate it. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Runs in the family. I man. withdraw my grand chairman comment earlier. Then. Yeah. All right. Okay, final question. What did the Rat Pack call itself? Was it A, the Rat Pack? <laughs> was it B, the Clan? Or was it C, the Vegas Five? Ah, C. A, B, or C? Uh, not C. Well, d- didn't the Rat Pack precede the Rat Pack? Like, it didn't... Uh, there was a was, Rat Pack that was like Judy Garland. Yeah, and, and like yeah. Humphrey Bogart was in it and, and, and Bing Crosby. It was like... And, it was, and uh, Lauren Bacall's husband, what's his Humphrey name? Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart, yeah. yeah. So I would say Rat Pack. Uh, no, they called themselves the Clan or the <laughs> Summit, right? Oh, the Summit, yeah. Summit. Yeah. I didn't hear the clan. That's yeah. terrible. It's a little, yeah. That's... Yeah, well, it's with a C, not with a K. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, God. I know, but still, it's, I don't know. Seems weird at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I may, you know, I get all these answers off the internet, so there, there's no telling if it's absolutely true or not. I just want to point out that Zach and I knew about the summit, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Okay. Well, that's why I didn't say the summit. <laughs> Okay, Merwin gets that one too. <laughs> so, I'm telling you, he's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually adding up to the prior quiz. I mean, Zach is a winner once again. So we'll give Zach the uh, good job. Yeah, we'll give him the <laughs> notification there. Oh my! Well, all right. I guess I that's that happened. Thank you so much for all of this. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you on. We look forward to having you here in Toledo, and uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Be well. Stay warm. All right. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. The concert is a recreation of. Frank Sinatra's album Only the Lonely in tribute to Frank Sinatra. It features his granddaughter who has been on our podcast today. That is A.J. Lambert. She is appearing with the Toledo Symphony at the Paris style doing those amazing Nelson Riddle arrangements that we've been talking about. And uh, that's happening Saturday evening. It's February 26th at 8 o'clock p.m. More information at ToledoSymphony.com or 419-246-8000. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of our program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Remember, you can check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website at toledosymphony.com and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO's streaming platform online at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Zach Vasser, Elaine Trudell, and our special guest, A.J. Lambert. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.